This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Hi, friends. Today we're talking about the Sabbath. And Sabbath rest means we have to talk about leaving the fruit on the tree alone. (laughs) We have to let it sit and ripen without our interference. And what would it look like to observe the Sabbath rest in your life and your business? This means truly resting in your spirit, your soul, and your body. You don't have to build a theology around it. You don't have to get religious about it. You can just rest in God's direction about the Sabbath because of Jesus's work on the cross. We're in a a New Testament covenant now, not the Old Testament one. So this rest we're referring to is one of worship and glorifying God, bowing before the King of Kings within our soul, praising him for overcoming sin and smashing the power of death and grave and offering us the choice to become a new creation in him. The Sabbath rest is about what Jesus did, about trusting him, and about believing that the cross was enough in every way. Our human struggle with Sabbath rest is our lack of trusting God as a provider, our sole provider. And I'm not talking just about providing money. I'm talking about him providing your true rest, your entertainment, your purpose, your emotional health, your mental clarity, your physical restoration, your everything. When we lack trust in him as our provider, we are always striving to make it happen on our own. And the Sabbath rest, it helps to counter our striving. And in our God-led business, we need some of that, right? So the Sabbath rest is about reminding ourselves that we are not God. Only God is God. He is our great I am. He's our creator, our maintainer, and our sustainer. I am a created being, a vessel, a creature, and that means I need rest. God doesn't need to rest. He rested on the seventh day to show me the way to live in him. He taught me what it looks like to be like him and celebrate on this day through rest what I created all the other days, right? Even God has a creative cycle. If you think of the creative cycle going in the flow of create, cultivate, craft, commission, and caretake, God has a creative cycle. And let's look at Proverbs 8 for a minute, which I I love, love. It's all about my favorite personification in the Bible, wisdom. So Proverbs 8, 27 through 31 says, When he established the heavens, I was there. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the human race. So God delights in his creation, the human race, you and me, and has from the very beginning. And then after six days of concentrating on his workmanship, on the masterpiece, Genesis 2, 2 to 3 says, And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, 
and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. So God actually limited his creativity to six days. But look what he does. He created a seventh day. It was the first seventh day in our history. Before that, there'd always been God, but there'd been no day or night. Have you ever thought about that? Like, that was the first second day in the world. That was the first fifth day in the world. Like those, he wasn't just creating the world. He was creating what we consider a night and a day. And then he rested and from this place, he begins to restore so that he can enter the caretaking stage of all that he has made. Now, he rested so that we can become like him because we're created in his image and we're able to enter into his rest because he set the example and showed us how to do it. So creation is its work, it's purposeful, but rest is so imperative that it is actually the fourth of the Ten, ten Commandments. So we would never t- tell ourselves it's okay to break the Sixth Commandment of don't go killing people, but we consistently leave out the fourth and many others, which says to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So I'm going to pop in here and say, I don't believe that has to be Sunday. It's okay if we disagree. If we look at all the calendars in the world and the different beliefs of different cultures, Sunday is not every everybody's seventh day of the week. And it's not even the same on every calendar. If maybe for you, Sunday might not be your seventh day of life in the flow of your calendar week. If you have a day off, make that day your time of rest as much as you can. Sundays are not a pastor's day off, right? There's a lot of people whose sole purpose is to rise up and step into their their real calling and their work on Sunday. So that is not their Sabbath. If we get religious about it and make it a law that traps us so that we can define all of the boundaries for ourselves because we can't trust ourselves with grace and live and make right choices, right? Then when we build that... Uh, draw that square around it and say, it must be this and it can't be that, then we would have to say all of the pastors are sinning. (laughs) Like, what is the point? That's not going to gain us anything, right? Let's just, let's enter into the rest. Let's not enter into the legalism, right? Okay. So trust God with all of these things. Trust him with your spirit, your soul, and your body. Trust him with your boredom. You are probably going to like, if you ever practice entering into the Sabbath rest, if you were to actually even just take an hour and say like, I can't have any devices on, I'm not going to work. I'm not going (laughs) to, unless you're sick, some of you are like, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So trust God with what you feel is boredom. Boredom is not a problem. Boredom is where creativity happens. Boredom is where curiosity can appear. Boredom is where... Other things that you can't see from because you've been filling your mind so that you don't get bored, that's where other things can pop in and and show up for you. And you can learn things and know things that you would never have seen if you constantly filled your mind and filled your time so that you don't feel bored. 
Let God fill your mind. Don't buffer it by working out because you don't know what to do with your mind if you're left to yourself. Um, Don't go work in the yard because that's how you qualify resting. Settle in here. It might be uncomfortable, but if you can hear the Lord better in it and you find yourself being restored, wouldn't a a little bit of a discomfort be worth it? And I know you probably think that taking a Sabbath rest might be a luxury rather than a necessity, but that's because God's ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher. And if you've never practiced Sabbath rest, you have no idea that it is not a luxury. It's a command from a good father who knows what's best for us. And by not entering Sabbath rest, we're actually choosing less than best. We just keep striving by thinking our way is the right way. Let's talk about what you do on the Sabbath. I know it can be hard to figure out what to do when you feel in the back of your mind, you're like, there is so much I could be getting done right now. It's difficult to turn our brains off today and rest our soul. But if you can get ahead of it and plan what you're going to do, what you get to do, it'll become an easier habit for you to enter into. I highly recommend reducing at the very least, (laughs) or removing device usage, even TVs. I mean, literally, just just move it out of your way for a time, practice it. And it actually means that you would have to detox if you have an addiction to everything that happens on devices, which most people in the Western world at least do, then you're going to have to detox. You're going to have to... um, Pull yourself away from that, and it's going to feel very hard. So start in spurts, you know, baby steps, an hour, two hours a day, and see what you can do. And buy some paperback books. I'm a Kindle reader. (laughs) So if you have a struggle with device usage, you're going to maybe have to get some some things that actually smell like paper. (laughs) Uh, expect to nap or lay down and close your eyes for at least 20 minutes, right? And I think they say that the sleep cycle is best if you sleep for 20 minutes or an hour and a half. So build that in somewhere. We take coffee naps. So we drink a cup of coffee and then sleep for 20 minutes and then wake up and the caffeine's working. (laughs) You can invite friends and family to connect your house, their house, park, whatever, play games, read books, actual face-to-face conversation. It is a thing that is real. You can do it. Put on worship music or instrumental something or other, something that doesn't, uh, I'm not telling you not to listen to other music, but I am saying like be specific and maybe give yourself some real worship time. I have a Spotify playlist called Life Coach Worship. And I'm always adding more amazing songs to it. You can search for it. It's like an immediate 10 hours of worship time with lots of different artists that I love. Just put it on shuffle and who knows what you're going to get, right? You can um, put your favorite Bible and devotional out on the table and then pass when you pass by it, stop and look at it. See what it says. What are you going to catch? One of the keys for me, because I'm such a um, learner to teach, (laughs) I consume to produce, I have to tell myself when I'm resting that I'm not reading the Bible or a devotional to consume it, to produce it in my time of rest, because in that time, I'm looking to consume to fill myself up, not to pour myself out. 
even though what I get on that time in that time, I might pour it out later. It's not something I'm going to think on while I'm resting. And then if you can put, well, you can, you can, I know you can. So try and move into it to put yourself into creation somehow, even if it's just your backyard, find a place to go hike, sit at a park. It's, it's wild what is possible, <laughs> but go do something in the world that allows you to see more of what he created and remind you how magnificent he is. Even if it's just a half an hour, sit in your car and stare at the sunset or the sunrise, like just something different than what you normally do. Such a great reminder. He's the creator. We are not. Spend time dwelling on all that he has done. And then maybe have a Sabbath journal, a rest journal, a, a restorative um, process journal, where you write down whatever you hear the Lord say during your rest time, like prayers and prophetic words and promises, scriptures, provision, things he's done, answered prayers, thankfulness, like put all that out there and just make it something special where every time you have it, you enter into that Sabbath rest, you pull that out. And you intentionally record what God is doing. Really resting allows your soul and body to get tuned back in and come back to center, to refocus, and to nourish your spirit to rise up and lead your soul and body. Let's talk about doing these things in your business too. So you have to get things in order before your time of rest in your business, right? Write out everything you need to get done in your business for the week and Either get it done or have it on a list so that it's prepared for you to know what needs to get done when you go back to work. And keep maybe something uh, like a piece of paper handy where during your time of rest, if you have thoughts or concerns rise up while you're resting about the work you need to get done, write it down and get it out of your head and don't allow it to float with you all day and rob you of the rest because you're afraid you're going to forget it. Go ahead and just write it down. Let it all out onto the paper and then move on back into rest, right? Actually make that part of your rest process is that you spit out the things that want to rob your rest. Put them on a piece of paper. You can come back to them tomorrow. And then set up all the processes that you feel like um, for things that need to get done in work, during your time of rest. Get it all laid out ahead of time. Delegate it, streamline it, schedule it, whatever you have to do so it's off your plate. You would do that if you were taking a vacation, I would hope. So do this for your rest every week and you're gonna see amazing fruit from it. Turn off social media. Consider even just removing the apps off your phone for one day a week. Or better yet, put them on a second phone that you don't pick up that day and like an old one, you know, you've if you've traded in your phone, you have an old one sitting in a drawer somewhere, it's not connected to a phone number, put all your social apps on there, leave it at your desk, put it in the drawer, and only use that one for your social media so that it's not available on the phone that you have in your pocket or your purse or sitting on the dinner table because that is robbing you from time with your family, time with the Lord productive time when you're constantly going back to the social media. Just take it off your phone. Put it somewhere else where the only reason you'd pick up the other phone is to intentionally work and use social media 
to actually produce fruit. Now, I know that many of you don't have, don't, you're not going to feel like you have time to take a full day off of work in your life. You probably have a family to take care of. That's work. You have a job. You have a side gig like coaching. You have a full-time coaching business. You have a home to do all the things with. Like, how do you actually carve out a certain time frame that you're intentional about? A time when you intentionally, in, intentionally choose to not think about work with your mind and not do work with your body and not feel all the feelings you have about work. A time to engage your spirit and focus on the Lord. I suggest starting to do it with baby steps an hour a week. Watch that become so fruitful that you extend it without knowing and you want more because hunger begets hunger. And I'll remind you, there's no need to condemn yourself about this. It This is an invitation to rest in God and his great love for you. So try to find ways to step out of work, step out of creating, and enter the Father's house. Go leave the field, leave the city, and walk the road back to him. Let, you, let him put you in a ring, you know, in a robe, wrap you in a robe, and put the ring on your finger. And then the last thing I want to leave you with is that Sabbath rest isn't what we've made into a list of what not to do. It's actually a day of possibilities of what you can do different than the other six days of the week that you, when they don't make space for that. Make a list of what you can do because it's a time of rest. You can intentionally be th- thankful and grateful and get unoffended. You can get all that unforgiveness dealt with. You can glorify God, spend time worshiping him, spend time in prayer, really spend time focusing on connection and relationship with the Lord, with your friends, with your family, with yourself. Recenter. It's what you can do. And when you lean into what you gain instead of focusing on what you think you're going to lose, it'll be so much more beautiful. Okay, the next episode in the gardening series is all about multiplying your fruit and the trees, you know, kind of like having an orchard. And I'm very excited for that because I love multiplication. And I'll let you know, I'm also, I've got a new coaching business course in the works, which is going to be open to you soon to help you start an online coaching business. And if you're interested in that, get on the list to know when the doors are open because the link is in the show notes. And I hope you have a great week. See you. I hope that you love this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.